Testing. Hello, testing. Testing. Testing one, two, five. Sir. Testing one, two, three, sir. No, not three. We can't test a three. We don't have time. We can test one and two, but we don't have time to test a three. Who's Very got that well, kind sir. of time? Who's got that much time in their day? Not us. I do. I we are busy today. men. This is the two half squads. And I'm Dave. <laughs> you, are we starting? You, you weren't sure. Yeah. We yeah, are starting? We are. Yeah, you never know. You never know when the mic's going to go live. You have to be ready all the time. Well, then, welcome is, to the show, everybody. Man, when the when that green light goes on, you got to be... Yeah, and I forgot to bring <laughs> out the green light. On the air. It's behind yeah. me, I take yeah. it. On air. Here so. we are. Live. And that's Jeff, and I'm Dave. We're this in- is the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Lira. And today's episode is brought to you in color. Living color. Living color. As opposed um, to dead color. Yeah. We used to do the show in black and white. Um, I'm not, you know, it wasn't as good. It, it, no, but it saved money. A lot of money. Kind of, It had kind of that uh, podcast noir <laughs> look about it. And today but is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Which I understand is not celebrated much in Mexico. It's like, um, it's like fortune cookies. Not ate, eaten much in China? No, if you take them to China, they'll say, what is this? Why do you put little pieces of paper in your cookies? And I think they have Paddy's Day in Ireland, but it's more religious holiday than a drinking <laughs> contest <laughs> Yeah, day. well, we beat them on that. We got the better holiday, I think. Which I had heard on NPR, because I'm that kind of a snooty person. Yeah. Yes. Um, that they were worried about Cinco de Mayo becoming a similar thing with all the oh. alcohol marketing yeah. to, you know, making it just more of a get drunk day for Mexican people. And they want to try and keep it a you know, cultural celebration of ah. some type. But it was the Battle of Pueblo, I think, or something was really? won today by the Mexican army against the French. But it did not win them independence. Well, they should try again. They did. Later. Recently, right? though? Have they, play, have they tried it recently? No, they are independent now. <laughs> oh. Um, see, right. see, when I was in They school, overthrew the Spanish. At the end of the year came the too quickly. And the, to get all that in? The teacher couldn't get it all in. Yeah, that often happens in We didn't history. get to Cinco de Mayo. We only got to May 4th. <laughs> so so I, I actually didn't know that. I didn't... The Pueblo thing. Uh, I do believe so. Yeah, I don't know the year on that. 16... Well, I can. Check I know what that. year it was. It was one thing to refer. Or do you. The year of our Lord, something to refer. So, what else has been happening, Jeff? Well, lots of, uh, you know, advanced squad, uh, or as I like to call it, squads and leaders. You know, it's funny when we interviewed Perry, we forgot to bring that up. Why doesn't he rename the game Squads and Leaders and, um, and put our faces on the, the cover? So, we need to call him. We've got. So, that's good. We've already got a question for him next time. 1862. Battle of Puebla. Okay. Yeah, we can ask him that next time. You were time. close. You were within 200 years. Six, yeah, 16. <laughs> it was a, a very good effort. Well, there was by you. Spanish rule, too, that was fought against by Mexico. Yeah, really. I don't know much about oh, Mexican yeah. history. That might go back to the 1600s. But... And it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I guess Cinco de Mayo is kind of a big deal. I don't know. Was not there, in was, Mexico. But, I mean, around here, did you see anything going on? Actually, no, I did not today. Yeah, I didn't. In the past, we have had the Hispanic like, population make a bigger deal, but... In school? Yeah. Yeah. With more Wearing shirts with and, flags and stuff. And yeah. Actually, nothing today. Huh. Yeah, I didn't see anything. I was out just a little bit, but I didn't really notice anything. <clears throat> I noticed actually more yesterday, which was May 4th, which was the Star Wars Day. It was? Yeah. May the 4th be with you. It's all, <laughs> it's the big thing. Well, May 1st was a big deal with all the maypoles erected around here. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For May Day. Oh, oh they were all everywhere. The children out. No, the town was lousy dancing. with maypoles. <laughs> dancing around the maypoles. So, I have never boy, seen that. May is like a festival a day <laughs> in, around here. It's a whole month full of festivals. I, I've never seen anybody dance around a maypole. I just can't imagine it would be much fun. You mean in, in real life? Yeah. Don't they do it with like a ribbon? Yeah, ribbons and you know, decorate it with flowers and 
twist around one direction. And yeah. Then, it seems very I find that thing bizarre you behavior. You have like a ball attached to the rope and you punch it <laughs> and it goes around. You gotta, <laughs> and the other guy's on the other side trying to punch it the other way. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tether ball. Yeah. Tether ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like maypole. Yeah. Tether is, I used to think that was the material the ball was made of. <clears throat> like it wasn't leather, it was tether. A tether. <laughs> it was a tether ball. Yeah, tether actually means like a... Really, I was, a dumb, I was kind of a dumb little right? kid. <laughs> really. Well, how often do you hear the word tether? Well, when I was very little, I didn't hear. I only heard it when somebody was whacking a ball at so hard, like it's, my brother would hit it at me at light speed, and it would hit me in the head most of the time. It was a dangerous game for me. That's why I took up uh, board gaming. It's much less dangerous, other than the choking hazard, which I don't treat lightly. Correct. No, you don't. Yeah. And tether, according to the, my dictionary on my computer, a rope or chain with which an animal is tied to restrict its movement. <laughs> Very specific about an animal. And verb, tie with a rope or chain so as to restrict its movement. The horse had been tethered to a post. <laughs> Oh, or phrases. Yes, use it in a sentence, please, Dave. Uh, I'm at the end of my tether <laughs> with your stupid Mayday holidays. This show. Origin, it's, it's late got middle everything. English. Late English? I was old late for Norse, English almost Middle, every middle day. English from Old Norse to Jother, from a Germanic base <laughs> meaning to fasten. Wow. See what you can learn on this show? Yeah. And who says it's not 100% about advanced squad leader? Everybody says that, I think. <laughs> Everybody says it's not really 100%. And I'm not listening till it goes up to higher, higher percentage. I'm getting a coat. I'm cold. A coat? Yeah, I, when I came, Jeff was putting his shoes on. I thought he was leaving to go for a walk. He was putting on his shoes because his feet were cold. And now he's getting a coat. He's wearing... And I almost wore my black sweatery thing like you're wearing. Yeah, well, we would have been the, twins. Like undergarment, black, it's now cool. I have a gray one and I have a black one. I would not have uh, done well in the Army because I don't like being uncomfortable. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, you would not have. <laughs> that whole, uh, no. I'm really, you know, very grateful I missed that whole World War II thing. It's, yeah, very rarely comfortable, um, I would think. But, yeah. anyway, so we have... Uh, a nice show today. We're going to have some interviews from the open. Yes. And we discovered that we hadn't been getting notified of our phone messages coming in. Not our phone messages, but... Our audio... Our well, web... The messages you right. leave through the web interface. Because you can call us yeah. and leave a message on the telephone answering system. Yeah. Which notifies us and I download them. Or yeah. you can hit that speak pipe button on the right-hand side. Yeah, the leave website. A message. Yeah. And that goes... Right through your computer. And we, we weren't getting those notices, so now we have a Something bunch happened. of voicemails to play and share with you. A plethora. Of voicemails. A scad. Yeah, you know, speaking of choking hazard... <laughs> <laughs> I thought we've got... <laughs> you were ready to get to the show. I am ready. But first I need a little Glen Meringue. I have tea. Drinking tea tonight. <laughs> I haven't quit... Soda yet again. Ah. Sounds like a Glen Marie. Do you want a little? Just a little. Tempting. I'm just, just I'm, sure to yeah, warm just, us up because yeah. it's so cold in the broadcast yeah. foxhole. It's really, I'm doing it for my uh, vocal cords. For your health. Hey, 60 Minutes ran a thing on um, aging, the 90 plus group I of people. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I knew most of those things about like you're how sp- supposed to, live to live drink, drink a couple of drinks a day. Two drinks a day. Yeah. Those people lived into their 90s. Yeah, I mean it's not like happily. A, it's not a guarantee, <laughs> and it's not a guarantee. No, but every one of them did, right? Yeah, that's the way I took it. Yeah, but three drinks won't get you no. Any, any some, than yes, that. and I'm guilty of clink uh, too much. So I was thinking maybe I would have fewer drinks, and my mm. wife would start drinking. Mm. And that way we'd both maybe live to be ninety. Yeah. Um, the other one was coffee. Coffee's good for you. Yeah, Moderate yeah. caffeine. Again, you can't have too much. It's that old adage, too much of anything is bad for you. Yeah. Except for a squad le- Except for a <laughs> squad leader. We got everything's got to come back to it. So what else was on that? Um, 
It's okay to get heavier in your old age. A little more weight is actually good. The real skinny old people die off. A, a little um, high blood pressure, oh, higher right. blood pressure. As you age, is... not when you're young. Right. So I'll stay on my medicine for now. Yeah, that's or do I now qualify, qualify as old? No, you don't. 53? Never, Dave. <laughs> You'll never be old to me. <laughs> Just my jokes will be old <laughs> to you. And then the other one was uh, they found that vitamins really had no effect. And I knew that, too, going into yeah. that show. I people that took vitamins, vitamins and people that didn't, no difference. Didn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to stop taking vitamins. Calcium. Yeah, I, I quit I mean, I don't really. Yeah, I don't really take them anymore. Because um, so, we want to live to be 90. Because, you know, I want to well, retire in maybe 10 years, and I want to really start concentrating on some ASL. <laughs> well, how, how old... How old can I be and still play, do you think? Old. If yeah. Now, that was the other part, the dementia part of the conversation. Yeah. And they looked at that, and there, there's no answers yet to that. No. Um, but a lot of those people were perfectly fine. I think you will be, mm-hmm. Jeff. Certainly keeping your mind active. Staying social was part of it. I thought you were going to say sober. Sober. So being very social. Remember, that was part yes. of Yes. Which is, so play ASL uh, face-to-face. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a couple of drinks, play face-to-face, go ahead and lose your temper a little bit because it'll raise your blood pressure. (laughs) And then, but you don't need vitamins. And clip your counters because they're less of a choking hazard if if you (laughs) clip the corners. And that'll help you make it into your 90s. But really, you know, I I wonder who the oldest, if you are listening and and you know who you are and you are the oldest ASL player you think out there, let us know how old you are and how you're doing. I'd be curious. That, hey, that you know, would be when great. I'm, when I'm 75, can I? St- I should still be able to play, right? I won't be too mm-hmm. shaky or anything. Yeah. 80. We met <clears throat> some elderly ones at the open, but. Well, I hate. I don't want to say that. They might be younger than we are, and they just look horrible. <laughs> some of them were older. <laughs> some of them really looked bad. I don't want to mention names. <clears throat> yeah, so. Yes, really, though, if you're an old gamer and uh, we'd like to know who you are. Yes, do call us. Yes, call Speaking of call-ins. Yeah. (laughs) It's time for letters. Hum, 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 hum. The call-in kind. Well, Jeff, we have a lot of call-in letters today, don't we? Yes, we do. And our first one is from somebody named Colin Letters. Colin Colin Letters. And you may recall, listeners, that um, Jeff had said, why don't the fans call us and give us an idea for the contest, the Mm -hmm. next contest. Well, I think we kind of forgot we had that contest. Well, like we said, we weren't getting these these call-in mails. So here they are now. Hi, two half squads. This is Steve Hicks. Uh, my idea for a contest would be the most unusual thing to happen on your way to, during, or on your way from a gaming event that didn't involve gaming. I've got an incident on our way back from Winter War just recently. We got caught in a whiteout blizzard in central Illinois and had to spend four and a half hours in a truck stop. Had a good time joking about this storm and the fact that one of the guys with us had won the tournament. And hell froze over, and that's why he won. Um, thanks. Keep up the good work, and see you at the Open. Bye. Well, that's a great idea, Stephen. Yes, thanks for that call-in idea, Steve. Yeah. And uh, I like the way he used that old, we're stuck at the truck stop bit. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to be late. We're stuck at the truck stop due to a whiteout. Sure. I never know what goes on at those truck stops. You yeah, know, they have all kinds of gaming there, like video games. Well, they video video games. Yeah. Those those rooms they have showers. Let's not get into this. That, that is, this is a family show. And so we have another call in. Here we go. Hi guys, this is Steve Slunt calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, host of this year's Canadian ASL Open, happening on May sixteenth to May eighteenth. We want to invite everybody up. There was a question posed as to whether there is an official World War I scenario, and there is. It's ASL scenario 05. 
the Tsar's Infernal Machines. It happens in Russia on November 21st, 1914. The scenario was published in the summer edition of 2012, issue number three of the Special Ops magazine. You guys do a wonderful job. Keep it up. Okay. That well, was, thank <laughs> you. That was not the contest one we were thinking of. That's the pro a problem over there in the uh, in the booth. Yes. Our, our producer messed that up. Sometimes that happens. Uh, Byron, you messed that up again. But and it's, it's sorry. too late now to register for the Calgary tournament, but everybody go there, have a good time. And thank you, Steve, for calling in. And um, I sorry, he's I right. I think up. I played that scenario with Dave Timonen. I, th I think, and then the sound of the tank scared the guys. Do you remember me talking about that? I have to double check it. I don't remember anything. I, I, it's going to be in Did our. Did you say your name was? It's going to be in our, our our list where I keep track of everything we talk oh, about okay. on the yeah. show. I'll yeah. check that. In the meantime, do we have another? We have two more, Jeffrey. Yes, I think that? we do. Hold on. Hey, Jeff and Dave. This is Bill Ford from the Chicago Western Suburbs, and I just loved episode 108. And in that, you mentioned that you might be having a contest to come up with another contest. Well, I have an entry for that. Okay, here's my entry. How about having a Jeff and Dave sound-alike contest? And I have an entry for that contest. So, here it goes. <laughs> Gee, Dave, do you think too much clink and drink might be affecting my short-term memory? Wow, Jeff, I don't know. Let me check my show notes. Let's see. Flip, flip, flip. Oh, let's see. In episode one, you had a couple beers. Uh, in episode two, you had... See? Hey, how's that? Right on, right? Thanks a lot. Keep up your good work. I love your show. Thanks. Goodbye. Thank you, Bill. That was an excellent, excellent rendition. We don't impression. We don't sound like that, do we? A little bit, yeah. So not only was a that a, a contest idea entry, but it was also an entry for that contest, should it be selected yeah. as the contest we will run next. Right. Which is all, you know, we got to graph this out. We're going to have to get out the big board so I can keep this straight in my head. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jeff. It's uh, Dustin from Michigan. Just want to let you know my last name is pronounced witches. Uh, so think green people on brooms. I was uh, just calling to discuss a potential option for the contest you're holding, and this would be my official call-in for an entry for that. Um, I was thinking have people call in or email you an, F an uh, AAR on a scenario they've recently played, and you folks will be able to critique it and pick uh, whoever wrote the best. Thanks a bunch. Bye-bye. All right, that was Dustin. Dustin Witches. Yes, Very, indeed. Yeah, I appreciate him uh, helping us with his name because he's a regular contributor and we didn't know how to say it. Correct. And that's a good suggestion for a contest. So, Jeffrey, that's the three call-in contest ideas. Yes. Contest idea one. Uh, uh, imitate Jeff and Dave. From Bill Forg. That yes. was number two. Number one. Number one from Stephen uh, said... Um, Call in. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Short-term memory issue here. <laughs> Stephen called and said. Stephen called and said, yeah. The contest idea should be. Should be. Funny things that happen follows, as you go. Or come back from. A, or are at. A, all right. A squad leader. Woo! Woo! A, a gaming session. I remember. Doesn't have to be a tournament. Right. And idea number three. From Dustin? From Dustin was have people write up an AAR and submit them, and then we'll grade them based on... There'll be a swimming suit, probably, uh, competition along with that, <laughs> because otherwise it, it'll be a little dry, but swimsuit makes everything worth watching and listening to. Unfortunately, people at home will not be able to see it, but we'll be able to see it. And so, on this contest... Jeff and I and our panel of advisors yeah. have selected a winner instead of drawing randomly. That's right. And we've asked Byron to chime in uh, from the booth. That's right, guys. I've got my own little uh, opinion about this as well. Thanks, Byron. And all right. And the third runner-up was Bill Forg's idea of imitating us because as much as we do like the show to be all about us, Instead of ASL, um, we just thought that would be a little egocentric. And yeah. the second runner-up is 
I actually like that idea, guys. <laughs> Imitating you guys would be fun. <laughs> Thanks, Byron. And the number two idea was... Byron is fired. <laughs> was to... Um, I can't stand him. Uh, uh, well, the AAR. Write up the AAR and yes, submit it. which is a great idea. It's a really good idea. Probably too much work for our listeners. Probably so, yeah. Yeah. And we want to make this fair for everybody. And so? Some people are better writers than others, and a lot of people don't even listen to, I mean, don't even play ASL. Um, so the other, the winner is? The winner is? Tell us a funny story that happened. On your way to a gaming session. Coming or a tournament back, or whatever. Or a tournament. Or coming back or while you're there. So congratulations, Steve Hicks. Uh, send us an email and we'll send you out a list of the prizes we'll send out to you. Hundreds of prizes. Congratulations, Stephen. Not to add any confusion, but we do have another contest going on. Because <laughs> we lose track of things here. Oh, my gosh. It's all up for grabs here. We don't know. It's like every day, every time we do the show, it's like just put everything in a blender. Just see what comes out. And there is a contest, and you may enter yeah. uh, until June 14th, 2014. Yeah. 6-14-14. As a deadline for entering it, and the yes. theme of that contest is, Jeff? The theme of that contest is, let us know. Call us. You can call us, email us, whatever. Let us know when and if you ever let somebody you're playing win, and why. Why do you do that? And we do have some entries for that, which we won't play today. No, we'll do those on, at the end of the, end contest, of the contest, probably, yeah. So yeah. We'll try and hold those we'll do and that. not lose those voicemails. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have someone that writ wrote in. Oh, no. Physically. That's too confusing. <laughs> They're in different places. Ah. So I'll try and make a list sometime. The show is so demanding. I can't imagine to... doing a TV show. <laughs> That's why they have more than two people. So join it. our other contest. Yes. But we do still have some more voicemails. Oh, yes, we do. Let's get to those. Hey, guys. This is Eric from Southwest Outpost Romeoville in the ASL world. Give you a little update of what's going on out here. A wonderful opportunity to um, start from number one up to 91 of your podcast. Really catching all the little things that are going on back and forth. Just want to tell you thanks again for uh, firing up that flame in me for ASL. Um, Also, just to give you an update on what's going on on the YouTube front, there was one program that's been posted by... A guy on Facebook called Vassling with Stu, in which he went over the first scenario of the Finnish fighting withdrawal with the Russians. Um, not only did he do the rules, but he did the tactics, which are very important to somebody new like myself trying to get back into the things. Along with uh, just a very nice representation, wasn't wasn't you know monotonous or boring where you're like yawning and uh, but a uh, great idea. I really encourage him to do that more. If you have the opportunity to take a look at that, hey, I, I think it'd be worth your while. Really need that practice for the ASL Open. Oh man, I gotta go. <laughs> and um, I'm really enjoying the op- just the thought of the opportunity of seeing everybody in the ASL community and saying hello to them. Well, guys, Rolo, rally well again. Not when you're playing me. Uh, thanks again. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. And Eric's a newcomer to the Passel Club and started his own club already. Yeah. And getting it off up and running. Down there in Romeoville, Illinois. Yeah, so congratulations. Eric. Great to have you aboard, and it was good seeing you at the Open. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I did find an e- e- email in our Gmail account. Okay. That's from M. Rogers. He says, I entered your audio contest. Mine was the entry about movement factors to the toilet. <laughs> now, that Wait, one, we... chow, from M. Rogers. We missed, I don't know where that is. Do you we, know where that no. is? No. And since that one got lost, Mr. Rogers, you can email us and we'll send you an honorary prize. Oh, are, are you sitting in the chair Chairs. that automatically disassembles itself? It's leaning forward. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. I put Dave in the ejector seat chair. <clears throat> okay. Is yeah. Okay? It's an Ikea chair and it's got an unfortunate placement for the ejector button on it. So you, it's easy to hit it with your heel. <laughs> Just went right forward. Yeah. So anyway, our apologies, and uh, yep, uh, contact us, and we'll uh, send you a list of options as a condolence prize that we'll mail out to you. Yeah, and it'll be nice. Well. <laughs> All our prizes are, are well worth it. 
And we do have another contest coming up. <laughs> because you can never have enough contests. Correct. And for those of you who, tra- who track such things um, and want to know, and I know there's lots of you that write these things down, uh, we did not get, though we were planning to go, we did not go to the Sabaton concert that was here in Chicago in, at the beginning of April. Um, just with all the stuff we had going on and the fact that the, that the concert was on a Sunday evening, started at 8 o'clock, they were, they were with two other bands, so they probably would have come on second, maybe third. Probably would have very been a very late night. It's an hour drive to get to Chicago. And we're old. And we're old. <laughs> we're old. And it wasn't one that we just were, uh, honestly, that aching to get to. But we did. We're we, just old. <laughs> Dave had to uh, bow out because he's just so dang old. And some months back, uh, Goran Anderson from Sweden, I believe, not really sure about that, sent us a very nice donation encouraging us to use that donation to go to the Sabaton concert because he knew it was coming up here in Chicago at House of Blues. We very much appreciate that, and we want to put that money to good use, so what we're going to do is buy some Sabaton CDs, and we'll offer those as prizes for our contests. Yes. So we can spread the Sabaton love. That makes it worth it. Yeah. In addition to Friendly Fire Pack and books, various books and things. Yeah. So thanks again, Goran, for that. And now, then... Guess what? what? Guess what it's time for. What time is it for, Jeff? <laughs> what time is it for? What time is it? It's time for... What's, What's in, in the, the box? Everybody's favorite segment. Especially, What's well, in the box? especially ours. So Dave has something in the box. And... Oh. Wow. When I went to the... Very noisy ASL box. ASL Open, I met a person there... We had some product for me, and sorry, it's not Elst yet. Elst will be coming up in a later episode, but we have, what is it, Jeff? Winter Offensive, bonus pack number five. Bonus pack number five. Yeah. And Winter Offensive, and I did. I found this Winter Offensive. It was like, uh, very way too long. deep, and things are yeah. still not coming alive in my yard. No. They normally come in. Things are really going slow. And so, and so, this is a bonus pack of scenarios and a map board. Board sixty-seven already. Holy cow! Specifically designed for Winter Offensive, which is an ASL tournament. For those of you who are new listeners, and uh, you may want to get out there sometime. And box art review, Jeff. Is that a box art or just a photograph? This is a photograph. It looks even like um, a photograph and. You know, it's hard to tell. It is, isn't it? Is yeah, it color tinted? Yeah, a little bit of art there. And, yeah, it's like... Uh, changed up a bit. Done with Photoshop or something. But it's nice. Three guys laying on the ground. And they actually look pretty modern. They have modern-looking faces. They don't look like faces from the 40s. That's true, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't really be faces from the 40s, would there? I don't know. Just in our minds. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. No, because we're not doing the box art. Yeah. If it's a photograph, I mean, it's the cover of it's the cover of Win Offensive. It's not that bad, but on the back of it, because they ah. don't waste they don't waste any space. They don't on these packs. No white cards. And all the profits of these packs go to uh, the soldiers' uh, charity thing. Yeah, which is very nice. And so, where you got this? Somebody gave this to you, or what? Did you win? I this? bought it. Oh, you bought it. Yep, it came with Alex Key. With my Elst. Oh, Alex. Did you see Alex at the ASL Open? Yes. Remember, oh. he was playing, and I had to go over and interrupt his game. Of course I remember that. And so how many scenarios are in, are in here, Dave? Three. Well, let's start. What's in? Uh, shall I start? I have number 12. You go. Okay. Heart of Wilderness. Heart of Wilderness. This takes place in Kruglaya Grove, Russia. 28th of August, 1942. And uh, as you can imagine, this is Russians against the Germans, a six-and-a-half-turn scenario with using uh, board 67 and 32 boards. Board 67, where's that? That came in the pack here today. Get out. Get out. How's You're that? kidding me. They're going to get you using that board You're right away. You're kidding me. No. Maybe we should talk about the map first. No, you continue. Okay, well, I don't know what it's. Uh, I don't know what anything about it. It's got map sixty-seven, which, according to this, is just a white square. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, it's a white square next to another white square. Board thirty-two, 
And in this case, the victory conditions, um, provided they control the bridge location, the Russians win at game end by controlling building such and such and or building such and such. So, Oh, and or, I like that. Yes. So the Germans are setting up defending and the Russians have, it's a, it's a good size scenario, six and a half turns with, let's see, there's 16 German units there and um, they've got an infantry gun, an AT gun, couple of pillboxes. Nice pill. I always like pillboxes. Yes, me too. Even I though they have that darn limited line of sight. Yeah. And actually, oh, well, I'll talk about it later. There's a, one thing I really like about pillboxes, but I'll talk about it later. Also, six trench uh, counters, six foxholes. So the Germans really dug in. Mm-hmm. Looks like it might be tough here for the Russians. And the Russians have uh, 17 squads, a couple of mediums, three lights, couple of dismantled mortars to begin with and then later on another nine squads come on some elite russians along with the first line units coming on a little bit later and then later on even more four more first line units come on a little bit later along with four let's see these are what tank is this this is the st2 i can't read this st7 bt7 yeah, okay. All right, maybe BT-7. Have you got your, uh, but this makes your jeweler's this loop? BT-7, yeah, M-37. Oh, of course. This makes it a very um, um, counter-dense scenario. Yes. So that's going to take a little while. Yeah. Uh, environmental conditions are moderate. Okay, all buildings are wooden, like my leg. <laughs> Kindling is N-A. We could, that's pretty much the uh, standard these days. Kindling is N-A. They should just stamp that right on the paper. Uh, the Russians may not exchange any leader for a commissar. AFE crews may not voluntarily abandon, voluntarily abandon their vehicles. Well, that's too bad because that would be the first thing that I would do. It would be aban- abandon my vehicle and run home. But this looks nice. Do you, suppose, do you suppose they played this there, that winter offensive? Is that the idea? They play one? Oh, um, this looks like yeah. this would take a few hours. Well, I don't know if they put those in or not oh, okay. right at the offensive. I, yeah. Maybe they do. Looks like fun, though. I'd play Designed this. by whom? <coughs> Pete Schelling. As is this one. Our, our dear, dear friend. Yep. Pete he Schelling. He came by and say hi, said hi to us at the yes. open. Yes, he did. Uh, Winter Offensive 13. All the stops. That's Pete Schelling design. Willisu, Poland. Mm. 1944. Willisu. Willisu. Pro- Poland. 1944. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the victory conditions here. The Russians win upon amassing 12 victory points. They earn three for each stone building they control at the end of turn five, two for each control at the end of turn six, and one for each control at the end of turn seven. Uh-huh. So it sounds like it's designed to have some little fluctuation in there of the controlled buildings and still have a victory. So that's unusual. Yeah. And I think that would make it seem, I'm going to guess, it's going to be a little different and more fun to play. Yeah. Um, victory well, it's going to change, change the pacing, too, because it, it's forcing you... Well, not forcing you, but it's certainly to an advantage to be more aggressive early on. Oh, right, because you can win not immediately. wait for those victory points till the end. Yeah, because you can win immediately that way. Yeah. And, of course, then the um, Russian is the attacker. The German moves, uh, set, the German sets up, and you have some SS units here in 44 Poland uh, fighting off the Germans. It's a, it's a seven squads for Russians. A Shrek, half-track mortar, some Stugs, Stugs come on later on turn three out of seven turns. And the Russians have about 14 and three. Oh, American Lindley's tanks, M476As. Yeah. Those were issued in the uh, brown color for the Russians there, I think. It was at the starter kit or something. And um, it has a nice special rule five that the... You get a, a kind of a start a seventy millimeter harassing fire FFE one, and then after that resolution, replace it with an FFE two normally in the same hex. And the next Russian phase defensive fire phase, resolve the FFE two in place and flip it to its FFE C side normally. And a little more complicated rules there, fighting against the Russian army in Poland. WO13, all the stops. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Would you like to take a look at board 67? I would. As we're cheered on by our Soviet friends. Now, let's see. Here we go. You know, one of my favorite uh, moments in Zulu, which is one of my favorite movies. Ah, I know what you're going to say. Is when the Welsh regiment starts singing the Welsh Rhapsody. That's the name of the song. They're they're singing and uh, it's rousing and everybody sings in. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all singing and it sounds wonderful and I always think... You know, if you're really out there, I bet it doesn't sound that good. You got a bunch of <laughs> army guys. They're like, but but the old days weren't all the British children trained in choral. Do you think performance? Oh, maybe. You know. But I thought you were going to say your favorite part was when the, uh, those people jump in that wagon and run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but the That's real my second favorite. Come on, part. the real favorite part is where the Zulus come out at the end. Oh, yeah. And you think they're going to attack yes. for the final attack. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they chant don't. the victory, yeah. honor the enemy song. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I love that. That Gotta was even cool that. when I was like 10. Yeah. I got that. I got that when I was even 10. One of my favorite, really one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I wonder if there are people that haven't seen that movie. They should. Go get it. They should. Yeah. And we like to watch a battle scene, and then we go down and play miniatures, um, Sword in the Flame. Yeah. Zulu uh, British armies. Okay, I've got map 67 here. Sorry, that was a little tangent. A little got off. It took us off on a tangent. It's okay. That's how my brain works. Not very good. Board 67. Okay, this is a uh, standard... Size, a geomorphic board. It is, indeed. And you can put this right next to board 66, I would imagine, in your collection. <laughs> That's where we're going be a bad idea if you yes. want to be able yes. to find it quickly. And uh, t- so toward the top of the build uh, of the board, in the top half, there's a nice collection of buildings there. And th- throughout, this is uh, there's a smattering of woods and uh, some, some uh, roads running through there, little Stone Bridge, um, the north side of, oh, there's a, a little one-level hill, both on the north and the south end. Yeah, very little. Call it the north Four end. hex, just five tiny hex, little hills. six hex hills, mm-hmm. yeah. So this looks like just, I imagine this is a very picturesque bit of countryside. It is. It's very dense, actually. It's very dense. You're not going to get any long lines of sight here. No, open and ground goes where, about a hex or two Yeah, anywhere. Wherever there's any likelihood of open ground i guess if you play in the winter you might get a little bit more because there's some grain grain in here but uh there's also some hedgerows in there hedges i should say yeah some stone buildings looks like a church there with a uh, graveyard next to it always love the graveyards and the narrow street running through the the, narrow street right i see a lot of those lately and i see a lot of steeples lately yeah yeah more narrow streets, which are murder to run uh, to uh, get your tanks through. Geek, yeah, yeah, a lot of movement factors to get through those. So uh, good looking board. I like the gully in the southern portion. Yeah, it looks like you could defend that with crest status and move down the left side here. What hexes are those, Jeff? On the left. Yep. Down here, those that's U uh, seven and V seven. Yeah, it looks like those would be good places to move back because the enemy can't get shots at them as easily perhaps yeah another um, gully farther yeah. down on that that bottom bridge yep down there and so so it's i like that board a lot yeah i just like the the density of it yeah and yet the country feel to it um and i have the last scenario the last w014 for pride's sake also by mr Shelling. And uh, the Japanese-Americans in Luzon, 1945. So that's when the Americans were retaking the Philippines, right? Yeah. And the uh, Japanese win upon exiting 20, 
victory points off the west edge. Every two amassed by the Japanese reduce the requirement by one. Prisoners and captured equipment do not count for exit BP and do not count double. And uh, looks pretty standard. PTO terrain, of course. Oh, night rules. So you'll have to break out your night rules on this one, folks. And six Japanese tanks. Again, rarely seen. Wow. Type 97B Chihas. And so, so that. Let me. Can I see that one? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, this does look like fun. Yeah. It's the Japanese national anthem. <laughs> I can play that on my harpsichord. I wish you'd brought the harpsichord. I really do. Is that the national anthem or is that a. No, this is the theme, theme from Kung Fu, Kung the TV Fu. show. <laughs> okay, look. And I know it's not Japanese. Okay, he's Chinese, Jeff. <laughs> I knew that. I know the difference. And it wasn't 1945. No, I know. I know. It was the best I could do under the conditions. 1891. Yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah. So anyway, that is winter offensive. Nice pack. And pack worth, number worth five the, already. Worth how much was it? Holy cow. It was like 20 20 I bucks. Think. Okay. That's much better. Or was it 10 No. I think it was $20. we will yeah. let us look it up. Oh, we were both wrong. Dead wrong. How much was it, Jeffrey? Grossly wrong. Twelve bucks, a mere twelve bucks. Ah, and no discounts. Well, no, no, but they do each sale, uh, yes, benefits the World War II Foundation. So uh, that's worth certainly worth twelve bucks just for the map. I would pay twelve. Well, I won't pay you twelve bucks, <laughs> but I, I, I would pay it to MMP. So what do we got next? We we got a couple of interviews. I think our interviews. Let's I think we'd in like interview. to run because um... it was. We had some good stuff. Jim Burris? Yes. And probably let's have Jim Burris and John Lehman of the California... Yeah, Southern SoCal. SoCal yeah. group. Okay. A new guy getting back into gaming and hear of his experiences. Yeah. Here we go. And there we go. We're on the air. With Jim Burris. Jim Burris of the famous St. Louis ASL Club. Yes, thank you. I was just yeah. Tell I, me that story you were just relating yeah. about the early days of the well. The, well, we were talking about new guys here at this tournament, the Open, and I was talking about a guy named Bob Zinzelmeyer from St. Louis came up with me this time, and it's uh, it's kind of a funny story because in 1998 when I moved to St. Louis, Paul Sidhu, Steve Brasseur, Dave Angersani all moved to St. Louis right about the same time, and we started up the St. Louis ASL Club. And that was our actually first St. Louis ASL tournament in '98. Almost a, at exactly the same time, Bob's wife had his second child, and he quit playing ASL, and has quit playing ASL for 16 years, and didn't realize that within like two miles of his house, all this ASL was going on until about a year and a half ago, maybe. And last year he came to the St. Louis tournament, uh, and he's getting back into it. Uh, I, he was watching me play a game, and he was like, well, you know, you, you got rate with that. Oh, that machine gun breaks on it. So he knows the rules, but he's learning the tactics now, and he's coming, coming along real good. So, Yeah, that's nice. a good story. And uh, your tournament already happened this year? No, it's coming no. up. Which is going to be when? It's always the last full weekend in July. So if, the, if a Sunday's on August 1st, we'll skip back a whole week and do it on the 24th, 25th, 26th, or whatever that happens to be. Yeah. So this year it's the 25th to the 27th. Uh, it's at the same hotel. Luckily, I'm friends with the manager, and she gives, a, gives us a good deal on room rates and the conference room where we play the tournament. But um, we're doing something new this year. Oh. And it's... Kind of in a in response to some complaints we've had with having to play three rounds on Saturday. Oh, those yeah. are tough because you're really time constrained. I've had to adjudicate a few games here and there because you get some slow players and and then Doug Kirk, uh, God bless him, who makes the and I think people are glad he does this in 
and uh, strip me from that responsibility. responsibility of the game. Yeah, because yeah, I was telling Doug we should put this in the tournament. He's like, Jim, there's 14 turns and there's 24 squads and 16 tanks per side. <laughs> yeah, that would not there, be a good one. <laughs> he goes, he goes. There's a reason you're no longer making the list. <laughs> so, uh, but he does the he does the scenario selection, and it's tough to find short little balanced scenarios that you can knock out in you know three to four hours. Yeah, especially we we all. I think play too slow still, really. Well, and you, you know, yeah. and you're going, you know, if the, at the end of defeated guys, they're going for something, and you know, one bad die roll, and the game's over. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. Um, yeah, but we could all play a little faster, and then the rules are tricky. You don't want to forget things. Yeah. Well, so we're 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 only doing two rounds on Saturday. Okay, two rounds. But we're on doing Saturday. two rounds on Friday. We're starting at noon. Typically, it was you, you, people would roll in after work from, in the St. Louis area. People would roll in from they drive down that night from Chicago or from you know Peter Ward comes in from Springfield and Kansas City guys come over. But uh, you'll have to be there at noon this year on Friday. On Friday. Because we're starting and we're going to do two rounds. Yeah. Two rounds in and then. And that, that gives us some flexibility in what kind of scenarios we select. And, you know, and, and we it really push tight because we have a, a big raffle on, fr- on Saturday nights along with I bring in barbecue and oh, yeah. you know, free, you know, free food for everyone there so that you can play. You know, if, you're, if you're almost done with your game or you're, instead of having to go out and find something to eat, it's like, oh, Saturday night's taken care of. And you'll hear the guys uh, say what, you know, that the barbecue is pretty good stuff. So Yeah, I imagine so. We've Jeff, heard. Jeff and I were talking about barbecue on the way down this morning. I had a nice local place here. You had actually done the right way. Nothing like it. Yeah, barbecue. And then is there one game Sunday morning? Then one one game on Sunday morning. Right. Five rounds. Five, five rounds. Uh, we've we've had some. We've had one tournament that we've had over thirty-two players, which five rounds could potentially not eliminate down to a single undefeated player. Oh. Uh, but we don't really have that problem, not like the Open does. Open's, what, over 50 this year? Yeah. 53. 53 this year. Nice. Uh, you know, we, if, we, if we end up with that problem, we'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. But can always do a coin flip. Right. Now, you usually have some remarkable uh, first-place trophy, that don't Jeff, you? Jeff Itell still doing that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do this year. I think he did an 88 with the crew last year. Of course, I can't remember in from one year to the next. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he makes a model, and then he puts it on the counter. Yeah. Oh, that's right. A, a large expanded. counter. So it's like a one, you know, 12-inch by 12-inch wooden plaque with the counter with the artwork removed, and instead of the artwork, the you have the actual thing. model that, yeah. he, that he puts together. And yeah, I believe and, Bob has one, I'm sure. Bob I'm has strong. a couple. Yeah, the person who has most of those is Wes Vaughn. Wes Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, he's the... He, he, we, I also keep a ladder uh, record of every every time you come to the tournament and play, you get wins, you get points for if you beat somebody and not. And I keep that on my website so that uh, Wes is well ahead of everyone else. Then you know number two is like Paul Works, three is Doug Kirk, and then you some people that have won a bunch of tournaments years ago. They're still in the top five or ten, like Paul Sidhu and Bob Bendis, you know, good players like that. But I keep the top fifty players uh, from, that have ever been to my tournament listed on the website. So we've had more than 50 players over the years, but some of them aren't playing anymore. Or, yeah. But. Yeah, I can't imagine not playing anymore. We'll Although, be playing. We'll be, I, I wonder sometimes, how, how old can we go and still see the counters and not knock everything over with our shaky hands? How, how old do you think you can go? What's the oldest player that you know? Yeah. Bill Sanders is probably the oldest. 60s, 70s, 60s? Got to be a lot. I don't venture to guess. <laughs> he's, in his, he's in his early 50s. There you go. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I wonder about here. that because, you know, by the time I get to retirement, will I still be able to play? Uh, I well, look Jeff, that guy with the cane that's walking over there to, to that table to play his game. Uh, he, he looks like he's got to be late oh, 70s. That, with the C&I dog, that guy? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, he just fell into the table. Oh. <laughs> his, dog, his dog picks, you know, takes the counters out for him. <laughs> I hope the dog realizes that those counters are a choking hazard. <laughs> as long as you don't put them in your mouth. Yeah. And now, will you be traveling to any other tournaments? you playing in any other tournaments this year yourself? No. I went to Kansas City two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's turned out to be a pretty good little tournament. It's kind of about the same size as the St. Louis tournament. 
uh, some good players come in for, to that. Um, Winter Wars in February. I wasn't able to make it to that this year. But those, that and the Open, and then I tried to make Aslock about once every five years. Yeah, um, yeah. We should want to do it more often, but yeah. And then here at the tournament, you're one and three. No, three and one. Three and one here. Yeah, I lost to Bill Haywood in a, in a scenario that I intentionally picked the side that I thought had the hardest chance. Yeah. But, uh, and that one was uh, called Crown of Thorn. I think that oh, yeah. I think the German has the advantage. Uh, it may be balanced if ever, if based upon the units and the abilities, but the coordination that it takes for the American to use all of their abilities together, I think, makes it more challenging for the Americans. So. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I went in and. One die rolled different if I would have hit him in that his Hetzer in the side when he gave me the side shot, then his Hetzer wouldn't have spun and killed my Sherman and then my Stewart and then both in the same turn. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he intensified to kill the, the Stewart. Lose <laughs> two tanks in a turn from one tank, you almost killed. Yeah. And then that, he shot into the stone building in, into smoke and with HE depletion of seven, kept his HE hit twelve even, rolled a four or five two check and then my Americans just melted and yeah became a lot more difficult for me at that yeah. point. <laughs> Had you prepared for this? Nah, Did you? Well, not as much as I've heard some people prepare. Yeah. Uh, I pull, I had all the scenarios printed out about a week ago. I've sit down, sat down and pulled out about five or six of them and looked at them, talked to Doug and Wes about others. So I don't know. That's yeah, about as much as I've prepared. It's a plane of everything yeah. twice, both right. sides, and then, yeah, well, um, I just see the Southern Cal guy over there who we said we should get an interview with. He's yeah. sitting reading something. That would be, like, totally awesome. Should we go grab him, man? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll give one more oh, yeah. shout-out yes. for my tournament. Just yes, uh, if anyone can make it in, uh, you can go on my website, jaburrissit.com. Uh, and go to the tournament ASL tournament website, and you can register through PayPal and look at all the cool oh. stuff, pictures from previous years and winners and all that. So. Very convenient. We'll have to link. Try and remember to link it again yes. when we post this. Yes, we're sure this show will get posted. What is it? May now? April? Yeah. May, April. June, July. Oh, we get we'll get it up. We'll, yeah. we'll have the. Uh, I won't say a definite date, but we try to get the the scenario list out by first week in June, so you get a. Almost two full months to look at what we're what you're going to play. Oh, great! And like I said, you got it. Reminder to everyone: you got to be there by noon on on Friday. So coming in the night before, if you're traveling, or you know those guys that live in St. Louis, you got to take the day off to, to yeah to be able to get there. So. All right. Well, thanks All again, right. and good luck in the tournament, thank you guys, Jim. Great to see you, Jim. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We're still at the open. Yes, we are, and we're here with John Lehman. Lehman. From the Southern California ASL group. And we saw him walk up and greeted him. We have not met before. And we were like, oh, it's a SoCal guy. We got to grab a SoCal guy and get an interview. Awesome. Yeah. Because we had had talked about you guys on the air because you're so famous. We we had reviewed a Melee pack, I think, on the air. Yeah, I think so. And... um, and then Jeff's like, where, where are those guys? We never see them at tournaments. Well, it's a far, long way to go. Yeah. But can you give us a background or anything about the club? Uh, well, I can give you a little bit. I've only been playing the game with the club for two years. Oh, know? my goodness. So uh, that's kind of where I started or broke back in after a long, 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 long hiatus. Did you play earlier and, and then quit playing? I played, I played with my son. Uh, when he was 15, so I'm. He's now 47. Oh. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and uh, played squad leader with him. So original uh, squad original, leader. The original squad leader, right? Got all four of those, and uh, then he discovered girls, and I got busy working and stuff, and kind of. But I had. That's just when ASL came out, and so I had bought the rule book and paratrooper. Yeah. And uh, that, and I was a subscriber to the general. Yep. So then I just kept buying stuff. I wasn't playing. I'd bring it out every <laughs> once in a while and finger it and play with it, you know, and put That's it away. a similar story. You are the perfect consumer. You keep <laughs> buying right. it. Bye, bye, bye. It stacks of stuff all over the yeah. place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Critical hit stuff. And then uh, 
about uh, then I retired finally a couple of years ago. Okay. And I was just I was looking at my stuff and I thought, I wonder if anybody still plays this game. So I got on the internet and started <laughs> googling it. And, Son of a gun! There's still people. Yeah, were you surprised at how much activity yes, there was, was after just, all this time? I was amazed. Yeah, I hit incredible. the I hit the Game Squad uh, forum, forum, you yes. know, and it's just. It was just like old times again, because I, I, I was on the ASL ML originally. Okay, you know, I was so. not in that. Yeah. Wow, mailing list. And yeah, how did that Kurt, work? With what Kurt was the deal with that? Guys? It was a list of, how, was it just players it was, in the area? Yeah, well, it was an email um, forum kind of, kind of set up, and uh, it was back in the days where everything was text, you know, with Genie and, yeah, and right. that kind of stuff. Yep. And so you just... You'd get online and, and you'd talk to each other with a typewriter, basically. Yeah. Okay. Now, were any of the guys that you played years ago, uh, are they still playing as well? No. Okay. Not, well, at least not that I know of. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't run across anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been a long time. So you found uh, a group. They, they meet regularly? Right. The so, Southern yeah, California so I, group? Found, I found the, uh, the club yeah. on the Internet, found their website, and uh, went there and discovered that they had a tournament, West Coast Melee. So I contacted the president by email and said, uh, hey, you let newbies come in? He said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over there, and uh, that's where I played my first ASL with anybody because I had never really played it before. Yeah. And uh, I won my first game, and I was hooked. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to get hooked on it. Do you remember what the first scenario was? It was uh, Commando Schenke. Yep, good one. It's a street German-Russian, there's narrow board, yep. yeah, tight tight game. Yep. Yeah, I played it several times myself. Yep. And, um, and uh, yeah, one of the guys said, yeah, this is, this is a good one for newbies, so he kind of helped me through it, you know, and, and I whooped him. So, and I have won a game since. <laughs> well, you can only get better then. Yeah, that's that's right. So your record at the Open here is... My record at the Open... Well, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a learning experience. As far as winning and losing, not so much. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it's a bit of a haul from Southern California yeah. to here. So what, what brought you to this tournament? Uh, my mom lives in Oakwood Terrace, which oh. is where the tournament is held. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I come to visit her every three months. And so... This just coincided with me doing her taxes. To be quite okay, oh, at this perfect. time of year, yeah. which means probably every year yeah. you could be out here. That's correct. And what work did you do before you were, when you retired, can I ask? Uh, yeah, well, uh, originally I was I worked for the telephone company. I started in way back when uh, telegraphs were still being used and teletype <laughs> machines. <laughs> and uh, got into the data business and grew up with, uh, with data communications modems and all that kind of good stuff mm -hmm. and uh, ended up being uh, in IT uh, systems analyst retired from there went to work for an insurance company for a while and then went out on my own as a contractor okay so you do have time more time to game and uh, no you're not bored oh because you're very busy still <laughs> yeah that was my plan <laughs> <laughs> but as it turns out, retirement is not as retiring as it could be. There's things to do. Yeah, there's things to do. Yeah. So I'm involved in a few things. And, uh, yeah. So. And how often do you get to the, uh, how often does the SoCal group meet? They meet once every week. Oh, uh, Now we're spread out quite a bit over Southern California. There's uh, groups in San Diego, L.A., um, Northern L.A., and Orange County. Mm -hmm. So it's about a... I don't know, 150 mile spread maybe between them. Okay. So we meet it one week in each area. Uh, the really interesting one is the one in Orange County in Anaheim. We have a Red Barricades game, campaign game that's been going for three years now. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Played once a month for a day, and whoever shows up gets gets to, to play. Gets to play. That's cool. And uh, yeah, and they, they've. The guys have developed a system where they could break it down and set it up in about a half an hour. Oh, do uh, they do they use labelings inside these kind of trade yes, things and right. put them in there? I think yep. I saw that online somewhere. Yeah, I think I think somebody you, you label the trays with the yeah. hex numbers, and then oh. and then they oh. throw all the, the board in. Right, the board is on uh, under plexiglass yeah. permanently, and they write the numbers on the squares or on the hexes on the yeah. board that correspond. Wow. 
Yeah. Still, and, uh, that's amazing. Symbols for covered arcs, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And plus, they take pictures of everything. Yeah. He has a backup. backup. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many people meet usually on a weekly uh, group? Uh, well, for the Red Barricades game, there's anywhere from four to maybe eight. Yeah. Uh, for the one up in uh, L.A. County, there's probably 15 people, 15, 16 people. Okay. Wow, uh, good group. San Diego, not so much. You know, a few, uh, three or four, maybe yeah. six. But, yeah, I mean, good groups. Um, the melee that we just had, we had about 40 people there. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, we do pretty good. Who are the movers and shakers in the club there? Uh, the big man, the president for life is Jim Akins. He was uh, recently elected president for life because nobody else wanted the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so he gets... And he does a great job of coordinating things and, and getting everything going. Uh, we do little field trips. Uh, we go to... Uh, there's the USS uh, Iowa there, a battleship. Right. Yeah. And we went down there. Uh, there's a tank museum up in Northern California that the guys go to. Uh, the Midway aircraft carrier down in San Diego, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, we don't do that up at my Altine area, Advanced Squad Leader Club. No, we need to start doing that. we got to get though. on the stick here. There's an excellent museum not far from here. I don't know if you've ever been Cantini? to Cantini? Cantini Park. Haven't been. Wheaton. It's the uh, First Division yeah. Museum. First Division Museum. McCormick Place. McCormick ran the newspaper Tribune. Oh, cool. And yeah. tanks you can climb on and everything. I take oh, my school kids there. I, I teach love history. Tanks. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's <laughs> It's a great and, park. and an amazing, amazing walk-through mu- museum. All uh, um, yeah, full-size, life-size dioramas. And, yeah, and yeah, life, and yeah. Stuff. You go into the trench, World War One, yeah. into a jungle in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, surprisingly enough, I grew up just about two miles from here in Villa Park, so oh, I no, know yeah. the area really well. Yeah, yeah, I spent some years in Villa Park mm-hmm. actually. Third grade, no, first. Sec- kindergarten, first, second grade. My dad was a pastor. Started at Asbury Church. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, we lived at 513 North Michigan. Uh-huh. And I went back once and walked all around. North what was your Michigan? phone number? Michigan. I lived at 226 North Michigan. So you were really? right across the tracks. Probably. Yeah, the train tracks were by the school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were. School- I was on the south side of the tracks. You were on the oh, north okay. Side and the, sc- the school's <laughs> now a. Uh, I was on the wrong side. Thing. You were on the right yeah. side. Was I? Was I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Small world, isn't it? <laughs> well, you've got to get over to Cantini and we Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Great yeah. museum. You guys should have a field trip. Yeah. We'll have to. <laughs> we plan on it. So what are you playing next? Now, do you know what your next... Uh, I don't know what you... my next scenario is going to okay. be. Um, so far, uh, i played a couple Japanese scenarios, mm-hmm. uh, PTO. Uh, almost won one, so we're getting there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and uh, last night, it was here till 1 in the morning. Playing, oh, yeah, awesome. wow. that was fun. And are you you rebuilding your collection now, or um, are you trying to buy in as much stuff as you can? Yeah, well, I'm buying the new stuff as it comes out. Yeah, uh, I bought I recently bought a bunch of scenario all the scenario packs that that uh, have these scenarios in them. Yeah, I, I bought all oh, those. Right. Um, trying to keep it secret from the wife is, or you know where the where the money goes. <laughs> <laughs> So these packs just keep showing up at the house. You know? <laughs> What's that, honey? <laughs> oh, that's uh, tax papers. Yeah. <laughs> I hope your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, well, really. Yeah. No, she's really good about it. Yeah. Really We've had a couple yeah. of guys pay us. They come here, they sit down, they they open up, oh. and then they pay us to shut up. And we, we have to cut out there. What's your price? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, should we wrap it up? It's getting loud here. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, getting ready for the raffle. Around the raffle table. Yeah, yeah always so. very exciting. Well, it's great meeting you. Great that you yes, could come John, out. Yes, thanks and, for uh, we'll look talking forward to with us. You again. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Good and up. say hi to All everybody right. in SoCal for I will us. do that. Thanks, John. Very nice hearing their voices again. It was nice. Best part of the ASL Open is meeting all the great gamers. Yep, getting we some great interviews. Great yeah. Good times had by all. Yes. And I, so? I guess that wraps it up for number 116. You know what that means? 117 is just around the corner. Just around the corner. Closer than you think, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, we so, don't like to make any promises. Don't get out so. of your chair. Yeah. Until then, boys and girls, remember to roll low. And rally well. 
but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. have a funeral too? I think he might. Yeah, I think he's got to go like already. Farmer Just Dan? I don't know. Maybe Byron can Old Man Dan? Return. Was he a farmer? I think he was. E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. Yeah.